Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, a Monday edition, and uh, wow, well, wow. The the uh, <laughs> the weekend is like a small town with no uh, no stoplight. You just drive right through it, and you're like, what the hell just happened? Wait, wait, what? What? Uh, I hope you had a good one. I had a, I had a nice weekend, and... Um, uh, I'll, I'll just get a, a real quick on our just a real quick personal note. Um, there are uh, there, the, there's some things that going on in my life. Not me personally, I am fine, but there are some people in my life who are uh, experiencing um, uh, existential threats. Let's just put it that way. And um, I, uh, I I was thinking about this over the weekend because um, several, uh, two, it, three people in my life are all um, uh, sick and um, they have cancer. And um, I was thinking about, you know, a lot of times they'll ask people this, uh, this ridiculous question like they asked Barack Obama, you know, what, what, your he, what, would your, what would your power be? If you had a superpower, what would your superpower be? And uh, Barack Obama was like, I'd, I'd fly, you know, so I could, you know, become a drone and murder all the Trump supporters. I think that's what he said. Uh, but my, mine definitely would be to heal. My, my superpower would be to heal. I, I wish that I had the ability to heal because um, there are some people in my life who are suffering and uh, it's really it's very tough it's just it's just hard um so if you would i'll just i'm just gonna do this one time not gonna you know belabor this but if you would today will you just say a prayer for the people in rob carson's life who are uh who have cancer that's all i'm i want to say about it um when you're in broadcasting you have to soldier through a lot of things when you're in broadcasting, you have to, you know, get on the mic and act like nothing's going on. Um, I did so through the passing of my father and the passing of my mother a year and a half ago. And uh, so I just, I would just ask you if you would say, say a quick prayer for the people in my life who are, um, who are suffering right now. And, um, and of all the things, and, and Joe Biden, he, he threw out this, uh, this ridiculous um, promise about three months ago. They were going to put a war on cancer. Now, he, he did the war on cancer when he was supposedly the war on cancer. He was like the cancer czar during the uh, Obama administration. Nothing happened. Then he left office, and he started this cancer foundation. They did nothing at all. They just used the money for salaries and whatnot. And then this moron, uh, who was the president of the United States, uh, said that he was going to, you know, the cancer initiative was going to cure cancer. Uh, I don't expect to... To see anything come from uh, this man or the people in charge of this country right now, because they want so many of us to uh, to be uh, removed from the planet uh, for our politics. So I'm not expecting anything from them, but I I just can't wait for the day. I really can't wait for the day that uh, the scourge that has caused so many of us to uh, to lose loved ones or suffer. Uh, I I look forward to the day it's wiped off the planet. I really really do. So, 
Let's move on to other stuff because there is a weekend full of stuff to get to. And, and it's kind of hard to believe, but um, Americans are starting to, to understand uh, how the Democrat Party, how the class of 1968, and how Joe Biden are really bleeping things up. And a good Sunday morning to all of you. This is Chuck Todd. He's a, he's a uh, I mean, dyed-in-the-wall Democrat. We are less than three months before the midterms, and our brand-new NBC News poll paints a pretty bleak picture. Americans are... Wait, 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 wait. The President Biden, before he went on off on his three-week vacation, which is, I mean, everybody gets a three-week vacation, right? I mean, how was your three-week vacation this summer? Yeah, I've never had a three-week vacation either. Angry. They're disappointed. And they are worried about the future of this country. Just 21% of adults say we are heading in the right direction. And once again, three out of four Americans say we are on the wrong track. In fact, what, 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 what? That's just not possible with the dear leader on a three-week vacation while uh, Donald Trump's uh, home in Mar-a-Lago was raided by the FBI, his jackbooted Gestapo and, and uh, 0% inflation and, and uh, 87,000 new IRS agents, uh, more Gestapo to go after people because of their tax returns. Everything's fine. This number, never before in our poll, has this wrong track number been over 70%. For this long. It's been nearly a year now. Well, that is just kind of weird because, I mean, if you listen to the Biden administration. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. His, his brain is perfectly fine. It's working really, really well. Everything is awesome when we're our now, uh, CNN got into a little uh, heat over the weekend because they claimed that America just got a $100 a month raise. Because of gas prices going down. Yeah, since hitting a record of 502 in June, the national average for regular gas is down $1.10 or 22%. The average has now fallen for 67 days, and the impact of the extra cash could be a substantial boost to an economy that's showing sign of consumers pulling back on purchasing non-essential items such as clothing, electronics, and household goods just in time for uh, back to school. And the thing is, uh, people are taking the money that they're saving from gas and they're buying food with it yeah and the one thing that they forget to put in there is that the reason why gas prices have gone down is because people can't afford gas so they're not uh, they're not driving Because, you see, uh, Joe Biden said that the reason gas prices went up because uh, Vladimir Putin. So the only way for them to come down, I guess, would be Vladimir Putin, right? Everything is totally awesome. Here's a little bit more from uh, Chuck Tud. 58%, by the way, say America's best years are behind us. That's an all-time high. In our now, that is uh, what they call uh, 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 creating the scenario yourself. And, and honestly, if you believe that America's best days are behind you, then you really ought to just maybe just rethink your life in general. Because uh, if you're willing to just idly sit back and let things happen or uh, just let things suck, then, uh, then you're the problem. You're part of the problem. Paul. So what is behind this rise in pessimism? Well, I don't know. Maybe there's a, a decrepit old man who has a brain that doesn't work at all, who's being uh, uh, played by the puppeteers of the class of 1968 to approve uh, uh, socialism and communism in a way that we've never seen. About our country's future. 
Well, it starts with this. Americans don't like either party. And they don't oh, like it's, it's, here's the moral relativism. This is where Chuck Todd uh, makes us say, oh, yeah, it's Republicans and Democrats alike. It, it's, all, it's all moral relativism. When you, when you rely on moral relativism, it means you're an idiot. Like anyone in power. Take a look at this. Both political parties are very unpopular. Now, I get that. I, I completely understand why the Republicans are quite unpopular right now. And people like Mitch McConnell are very unpopular right now. It's because uh, they're tools of the swamp. One slightly more than the other. It's a similar story with both the current and former presidents. With the former president. Oh, there we go. A little more moral relativism. He's going to try and lump Donald Trump into Joe Biden and Joe Biden's absolutely uh, disastrous policies. President's negatives actually rising a bit faster uh, than we'd seen since our last poll. The current and former vice presidents, also both deeply unpopular, almost identical. And even the two politicians who have most publicly stood up to the leaders of their own parties, Joe Manchin and Liz Cheney, well, no one likes them either. Well, I wonder why that is. Oh, yeah, maybe because uh, Joe Biden shoved or uh, Joe Manchin sold his soul above his constituents for this idiotic uh, uh, Inflation Reduction Act. And Liz Cheney is is toast. I mean, she's a swamp dwelling rhino from hell. Uh, there's nothing to like about her whatsoever. And also, she spent the last year of her life avoiding the problems that exist in the lives of uh, people in Wyoming, just focusing on the destruction of Donald Trump. Yeah, there may be is that a little bit more from Chuck Todd and with their own parties they are the most unpopular so add it all up and this country now has low confidence in a bunch of institutions what he just did there the two most unpopular people in Congress Joe Manchin and Liz Cheney Joe Manchin because he went against his constituents to vote for this awful bill that was called the Inflation Reduction Act everybody knows it was a big freaking lie Everybody knows it. The other person, Liz Cheney, is unpopular because she spent a year focused on something that was cleared up during the second uh, bogus um, impeachment trial of Donald Trump. That's the reason why they are both unpopular. Those are the two main reasons for hating Congress right now. Justice Department, the Supreme Court, even our public schools. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. So the Justice Department, the Supreme Court, and and schools are all under fire. Justice Department, well, I don't know, Trump raid, uh, you know, FBI, the FISA warrant, the whole deal. Public schools, CRT, which the left is still, still saying that doesn't exist. Transgenderism, uh, sexuality being taught to uh, kids in elementary school. Uh, are you seeing a theme here? Yeah, it has a big D right in front of it. And for the first time ever. When asked what is the most important issue facing this country? What is that? The top answer was not an economic issue. What is it? It was threats to the democracy. Well, that is kind of weird because uh, I believe that uh, the Biden administration, with all of this nonsense, they are the ones ushering in the demise or attempted demise of the country. Higher than cost of living or jobs or guns. See, we can, uh, we can stop this from happening. All we have to do is say, not only no, but hell no. Or even abortion. So this is the environment in which voters are going to the polls this November. Yeah, and you know what's really funny? Uh, the, uh, this whole uh, weaponizing the IRS uh, and then in the juxtaposition of the unwarranted illegal raid on Mar-a-Lago by the FBI has kind of made people go, huh, maybe um, we aren't the enemy of the state. Maybe, I'm just saying maybe, the state is the enemy of the people. I'm 
thinking that's it. I didn't even need Chuck Todd in his in his poll, and that kind of sounded weird. <clears throat> uh, it's not necessarily Chuck Todd's poll. It's uh, it's NBC's. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I think that's I think that's basically it, kids. What do you think? Here's the number eight hundred nine two two sixty six eighty. On the way, Jennifer Grandholm, the Energy Secretary, she says again, all you got to spend is about a hundred thousand dollars to save thirty thousand dollars on energy efficient stuff for your home. What the hell's the problem? We got that. We've got a whole bunch of really good stuff on uh, Mar-a-Lago, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, and Donald Trump uh, going to be going after the Justice Department for Fourth Amendment violations, and they're going to get toasted. They're going to get toasted. So all of that is coming up on this Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Oh, and by the way, next hour, Rob O'Neill, the guy who put a bullet uh, between the uh, 9-11 mastermind's eyes at his compound, will be joining us. Osama bin Laden's killer, assassin, yay, Rob O'Neill, to talk about Afghanistan and the precipitous and uh, premature withdrawal, disastrous withdrawal of our troops from Afghanistan on its one-year anniversary. Let's take a break. You are listening to a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. And a good Sunday morning to all of you. We are less than three months before the midterms, and our brand-new NBC News poll paints a pretty bleak picture. Americans are angry. They're disappointed. And they are worried about the future of this country. This usually goes all the way to the White House. And in this case, it definitely does. Just 21% of adults say we are heading in the right direction. And once again, three out of four Americans say we are on the wrong track. In fact, this number, never before in our poll, has this wrong track number been over 70% for this long. It's been nearly a year now. It's kind of weird because the dear leader is on a three-week vacation. I wonder why. Oh, yeah. Now I know. It sucks to be you. He's doing a crappy job. It sucks to be you. We're on the... Uh... Your polls are way down. You look like a clown. Joe Biden, you're through. We're on the verge of a revolution at the box office. sock is a tool. In the voting booth, I mean. Kamala's a fool. Da, da, da. You couldn't try harder to be Jimmy Carter. You make him seem cool. He was great compared to Joe Biden. Of I've seen. He didn't hate the country. You're the most obscene. son was a schmuck. Clinton liked a lie. LBJ was mean. You've been in D.C. 50 years long on everything you have been wrong. It sucks to be you. Red states won't turn blue in 22. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the you know the thing. Nobody else could be this bad as president. You are quite sad, Biden. It sucks to be you. You have a it sucks to be you. That is Jim Gossett. J. 
Jim Gossett. Uh, his two S's and two T's, jimgossettcomedy.com. He's got a show coming up in uh, Atlanta on the 27th. You can see him live. Tickets still available. Check my social media at Getter and Truth Social. If you would, please, to uh, find uh, information about where to get tickets to see Jim Gossett live. Um, uh, just a real quick here. Oh, Dr. Fauci is going to step down in December. Um, it looks like the Anthony Fauci was going to keep working. He's going to step down in December. Kind of weird because the CDC is voluntarily reinventing itself. Uh, the CDC last week came out and voluntary is voluntarily reinventing itself, which says to me there's something going on with regard to the United States' response to COVID. And, uh, and what I like to say, what I hope will happen, which will be Nuremberg-style trials for those who destroyed the country, for those who were in charge in political power, who used the virus to... To hurt people and to uh, and to establish control over people and to shut down businesses and make them reliant on the government and uh, wreck your kids' lives among other things. Uh, so I, that's kind of that's where I'm. That's the vibe I'm getting is that Fauci's getting out because he knows he's going to be in a bleep load of trouble with the American people and uh, and also uh, CDC Director Walensky has decided to reinvent and reassess their performance. And, and she's showing some degree, I guess, of uh, uh, you know, uh, like she's sorry for what they did. They did something wrong they're not saying but to me it says wow this something's going to hit the fan real soon with regard to um with t- regard to our response to covid our our governor's uh, government's response to covid president of the united states uh before he went on vacation uh, this will be the third week of his vacation right now about 39 percent of joe biden's uh, time has been spent on vacation of the chief executive of the United States, the president of the United States, supposedly the most important job in the world, 39% of the time this president has been on vacation. Um, You know that that, that weird feeling you get when something's not right? We've had that going for about two years now. And now it's been put into overdrive because the President of the United States left for vacation right after he said that we had 0% inflation. We find out that the numbers in July really closer to 11% higher than the previous year. And and August uh, right at there uh, dropped a little bit, I guess. But it's terrible. Uh, There are a lot of things right now that are going very terribly. We've got the supply chain crisis, which has not been fixed despite Pete Buttigieg. Where the hell has Pete Buttigieg been? Where's Kamala Harris been with regard to the uh, southern border? Name one Biden uh, cabinet member who is doing their job or even doing what most would consider has to be done, like the supply chain, fixing it, or the southern border, fixing it. Two cabinet members who are doing everything they can to worsen things. Where's the questions with regard to that? And then the President of the United States and the Democrat Party just rammed through, while he was on vacation, a bill called an Inflation Reduction Act, which did nothing but pay off green energy donors and weaponize the IRS. Here is uh, Steve Hilton. He does a show on Fox. uh, Like I do a weekend show on uh, Newsmax talking about uh, an IRS performance audit. So if you're going to reinvest another 87,000 IRS agents, you might want to look at the performance of the agency first. And it sucks. Here are just some of the findings from recent performance audits of the IRS. 17 million unprocessed tax returns. Nearly a third of earned income tax credit payments last year were, quote, improper. Nearly a third of education tax credits were improper. 13% of enhanced child tax credit, over $5 billion. The IRS sent out nearly 100,000 threat letters demanding tax payments, even though none were due. 
Okay, so 100,000 uh, th- threats, even though no money was due them. Game they claimed would bring in $9 billion from the rich, cost over half a billion dollars to implement, but actually produced just $14 million in revenue. So the bureaucratic geniuses at the IRS spent 41 times as much as they raised, and what they raised was 642 times less than what they promised. Now, the IRS needs to be uh, reinvented, downsized, so does the uh, FBI. The poll that Chuck Todd was mentioning, all points to the American people say they're done with the crap in the swamp. We've got Jennifer Granholm on the way, and then the invasion at uh, Mar-a-Lago, the latest developments as the FBI is going to take it in the shorts. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. So add it all up, and this country now has low confidence in a bunch of institutions, Justice Department, the Supreme Court, even our public schools. That's kind of weird, and it's maybe because they're doing a really terrible job. And uh, now we know that the FBI is going to be weaponized against us. But it's not the first time. Here's a little bit more from Steve Hilton about the uh, performance audit just completed by the IRS. And uh, the uh, Congress, the Democrat Party, said the IRS is doing such a good job that they just go ahead and more than double, more than double the number of people who work there. We know from their own record that's total BS. The only thing the IRS seems to be good at is terrorizing taxpayers. The audits found the IRS... And that's what the new agents are for improperly using sneaky schemes to confiscate, quote, principal residences, yeah, your home, and seizing property before even conducting interviews. Wow. Just wow. Remember what I said about the uh, IRS when they go after you? Uh, You're presumed guilty until you can prove your innocence. But most of the time you can't prove your innocence because it's outside of a court of law and you can't afford expensive lawyers. So generally you're just kind of stuck. With, quote, most of the IRS's victims being small businesses who'd committed no crime. But of course, they never got their property back. And these are the people that pathetic Biden and his Democrats in Congress have just given $80 billion to hire another 87,000. It's time for America to just say no. I mean, not only no, but bleep no. Done. Done with your nonsense. Done with your BS. Done with the swamp. Everybody gets it. And even if Chuck Todd tries to say, oh, no, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a both parties' problem. It, it's certainly not Joe Biden's problem. No, no, it is all 100%. Everything that you are feeling in your gut right now about the direction of the country, fear for the democracy, fear for the future of the country comes from one place, and that is the jackass in the White House. Oh, my God, he didn't say that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. You know why? Because I'm not stupid. I'm tired of being played. You're tired of being played. You know this IRX thing is nothing but weaponizing the government to go after you. You know it in your heart. I don't care if you're Democrat, if you're Republican, if you're conservative or otherwise. Anybody who's down with it is a fascist. Oh, no, you, I, I call somebody else a fascist. Uh, as opposed to me, because I you know, support Trump and the Constitution. I'm supposed to be the fascist. The fascists are in Washington, D.C. They're on both sides of the political aisle. And the the Democrat Party is dying like movie vampires right now. They're lashing out. They're grabbing. They're clawing anything they can to drag us to hell with them. And we're not going. We're not going. 
We don't believe they're crap anymore. Jennifer Grandholm, this elitist who's in charge, she's our energy secretary. She's the worst elitist I've ever seen in public office, other than, of course, Nancy Pelosi. Jennifer Grandholm, she said that the green energy deal and climate change, even though China's building 20 new giant coal-producing plants, and they're saying bleep you to the idiotic climate change nonsense that the U.S. is buying into to weaken us. Here is Jennifer Granholm. She's saying this could mean world peace. If we want to be energy secure and energy independent, that means we've got to produce our own energy. Yeah, yeah. My, we uh, did when, uh, when Donald Trump was there. We were energy independent, you moron. And everybody knows that you're a moron. A counterpart at, in Ireland, the minister there, energy minister there, has said... Yeah, and Ireland is such a powerful world economy. No. That no one has ever weaponized access to the sun. No one has ever weaponized the wind. Perhaps a move to... And both of those uh, sources of power are intermittent and uh, sketchy at best. Clean energy will be the greatest peace plan the world has ever known. Uh, you know, uh, she said this before, and it's just so ungodly stupid that I can't stand it. I just can't stand it. And here she is uh, defending the new energy policy, the $400 billion of your dollars uh, going to, uh, you know, solar panels and whatnot. And, and while you're suffering with 40-year high inflation and you go to the grocery store, I had a big discussion with uh, my, my mother-in-law and her, her good friend, her good friend came over and, uh, and her good friend was, uh, you know, oh, you know, talking about, uh, you know, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, uh, he, I can't believe what he did on January the 6th. And I said, um, you know, I'm not going to have a discussion with you about it until you learn your facts. And I and I head to that right off the pass. But she was complaining about the record high grocery prices and how dramatic groceries are going up. Uh, and uh, and I said, well, you know what? Uh, did you vote Democrat? She didn't say anything. Well, number one, for your home, yes, there are significant incentives. In now, remember that some of you may be living in a trailer. Uh, maybe you've got another family living with you because you're so poor, and you got to shop at Dollar General because Walmart has gotten too expensive. That's that's been proven. Uh, you've got maybe maybe you got two jobs, perhaps you got three jobs, which explains low unemployment in the country. This is backed by uh, by factual information. People are working two or three jobs to make a living, and people are coming out of retirement because they can't afford groceries or electricity. My wife said to me, she says, uh, "Honey, our our electricity bill last month was four hundred dollars." On our seventeen hundred dollar uh, little uh, split level ranch, it was less than two hundred last year. In this bill, which is great to reduce people's energy costs on a monthly basis, so if you are low income, you can get your home entirely weatherized through the expansion from the bipartisan infrastructure. Now, of course, you can't afford to put gas in your car, and you can't afford groceries, and you're having to put off medical procedures, maybe root canals. Forget about it. I mean, honestly, because uh, the average uh, family of four, $781 a month for the average family of four. That's what Biden's inflation is costing. But, you know, while you're focused on trying to eat, please, poor people, call the, uh, the federal government and have them put new windows in your trailer. Uh, and new uh, solar panels on your trailer, and uh, and all the uh, sundry nonsense, and uh, you can that, that way sit inside your house and be comfortable as you starve to death. Uh, significant expansion. You don't have to pay for anything. If you want uh, heat pumps, insulation, new windows, uh, clothes, uh, supplies for your kids. Oh, those aren't covered. That is covered if you are moderate income. Okay, so talking to the middle class out. If you are moderate income, and right now because of inflation, uh, whatever pay raise you got later. 
last year has been negated, where more and more people are living paycheck to paycheck and not even making it that far. They're living on credit cards. Uh, she's talking about you guys now. Listen to the bounty that the Biden administration is offering you guys now. Today, you can get 30% off the price of solar panels. Those solar panels can be financed, so you don't have to have the big outcome outlay at the front. Yeah, generally uh, for the solar panels on the roof, uh, between 1700 uh, $17,000 and $30,000. But don't worry, you got 30% off. And when they're financed, they're financed to the in a way that... Re- and uh, the financing, of course, uh, inflation's going, or inf- I should say, uh, uh, interest rates are going through the ceiling on your home, so you're paying maybe 6 7% on your home mortgage. Imagine what financing those solar panels are going to cost you. Reduces your energy bill, even though you have solar panels. With this 30% off, it's a significant incentive. Right now, I think it's like 50% off of patio furniture at Walmart and places like that. But it's not because of the tournament. Same thing. It's the season. With, if, you are, if you don't qualify for the weatherization program, you will be able to, starting next year, get rebates on the, the appliance. Again, uh, go ahead and put stuff on a credit card and, uh, and eat macaroni and cheese and hamburger helper without the hamburger because next year you're going to get uh, some energy savings. This is an equipment that will help you reduce your monthly energy bill by up to 30%. This is all about reducing costs for people. And all you got to do... the electricity prices continue to go up. Yeah, there is that. The whole uh, energy price is going up. So as you cut your energy usage, your, the energy prices go up. So like you, uh, you got a pay raise last year but inflation is 10, 12%. So that's negative. You see that? See what I'm talking about here? It's nonsense. The American people are tired of the nonsense. That's what I would, uh, if you could put everything that the federal government is doing to you and me in a bowl, be called nonsense. 97% of U.S. executives, and this is weird because Joe Biden says we are not in a recession. He made it very clear before he went on his now three-week vacation even though he's spending 39% of his days in office are spent on vacation in a time of crisis. Again, nonsense. 97% of U.S. executives believe the U.S. is now in a recession or close to one, despite Biden's consistent denials. A survey led by Stifle. Stifle. They need to be stifled. Financial shows that 18% of executives, business owners, and investors consider the economy already being in a recession. 79% expect a downturn within the next 18 months. 3% of executives believe the U.S. could totally avoid a recession. Half of America companies. Now, this is weird because uh, Jennifer Granholm said all you got to do is just spend a bunch of money on, uh, on stuff for your house to save energy, and then everything will be fine. But half of American companies are set to cut jobs after a hiring surge. That's weird. 700 U.S. executives and board members from various industries, about half of respondents, said they are preparing to reduce headcount or already have, while 52% have uh, implemented hiring freezes. 46% of companies are either dropping or reducing signing bonuses. Another 44% are rescinding offers entirely. But other than that, everything is awesome. 70% of businesses reported allowing more employees to work from home permanently. By the way, there is that. A lot of people are staying home, and so a lot of businesses are saying, you know, uh, we need people in the office. We need butts in the chairs, as it were. Kind of weird. Current inflation is at 8.5%. $8,607 a year. $8,607 per family per year. Is how much you're paying for inflation. $9,000. Family of four per year. 
Jennifer Granholm says you just need to buy a bunch of solar panels and windows. Oh, I, this, this, first of all, immediately, um, people will be able to lower the fuel costs. There's another expression I use other than uh, nonsense, and that is, you're being played. In their home, there's a 30% tax credit that you can claim in 2022 for installing energy-efficient windows, heat pumps, energy-efficient appliances. That is right away. And on top of that... Uh, you know, and, and again, I've used the uh, Tale of Two Cities analogy. Literally, I started using the Tale of Two Cities analogy when I was in Washington, D.C. I lived there for a dozen years. I saw that, uh, you know, seven of the top ten richest counties in America surround Washington, D.C., and then you look at all the manufacturing that happens in Washington D.C., all the car plants, and all of the, all of the, uh, you know, the chip manufacturing. Oh no, there's none of that. No, not one little bit of it. Very little, actually. It's all your money being passed around to friends of the government and those in government. That's what Washington D.C. exists for, and that's why people are so bloody rich there. While you're living in, uh, you know, paycheck to paycheck, while you're working two or three jobs, while your grocery popper, uh, you know, prices are out of control, while your car dealerships are looking like Cuba and your grocery store stel- shelves are looking like Venezuela, how's that baby formula shortage going there, Pete Buttigieg? Edge? Oh, yeah. He's not talking to the press. Unbelievable. And this... And this, even as the House Democrats look to further subsidize electric vehicles, the New York Times admits that uh, electric cars remain largely the province of the rich. Subsidies come as the average cost of an electric vehicle hit $66,000, 13% increase compared to the same time last year. Like uh, college students uh, getting their loans forgiven by the federal government, the federal government is allowing rich people who can afford $66,000 cars, $7,500 apiece on these cars. And what they're discovering is that uh, economy car stalwarts like Toyota and Honda are not selling significant numbers of all-electric vehicles in the United States. You know why? Because they suck. Because electric vehicles are largely for posers. Or people go into Whole Foods to put, uh, you know, some groceries in their sparse trunk. You did the tabbouleh goes over here, the hummus goes over here, and the field green salad mix goes over here. Meanwhile, you guys who have to haul drywall and tile and tires and pull trailers with wood chippers on the back, there's no electric option for that. There's no electric tractor. There's no electric combine. Tale of two cities, two classes, bourgeoisie, proletariat. They are the bourgeois. We feast on the crumbs, and we're tired of feasting on crumbs. The number here is 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. They call it the Inflation Reduction Act, and everyone knows it has nothing to do with inflation except to increase it. Nothing to do with reduction. How many of you had a chance to look at that bill? Uh, nobody, it was written including those who voted for it. By a couple of senators, one claiming to be a moderate from West Virginia. Yeah, he's the most popular Democrat in Congress right now. They ram it through, and in a week's time, they pass it. That's not representative government. That's government, iron fist, top down. We have no say in our classrooms, and if you have something to say, well, the Attorney General of the United States, the FBI, the rest of the Department of Justice, well, they're there to shut you Do you understand now why I played that opening soundbite from Chuck Todd saying that 74% of us 
say the country is going in the wrong direction? Down. State legislators are now being investigated because they dared to challenge the Joe Biden electors. Well, we you can't have an opinion on that. That's misinformation and disinformation. And don't you know that anything that comes from the government is supposed to be accepted as the gospel truth? We've done that throughout our history. No, no. Now it's a crime. And you better not mention any possibilities of fraud because that last election was the cleanest in world history. Kind of weird. Here's what Tucker said last week. And that means that we are at this point on the edge of something unprecedented and something awful. You could feel it. Even Donald Trump feels it. I can Maybe feel it. for the first time in his life, Donald Trump seems sincerely interested in lowering the temperature, not just for his own sake, but for the country's. Now, he wrote a letter to Merrick Garland saying, what can we do to dial down the temperature? He got no response because the left only wants to turn it up before November. That's why they're saying Trump supporters want to start a civil war. He said that. He's never said anything like that. Maybe he doesn't mean it. But when has he ever said that? Let's all calm down a little, he said the other day. This isn't good. Yeah, he's right. It's not good. And not just for him, for all of us. This could get very bad, very fast. 100%. But the positive is that most of us all agree that we're going in the wrong direction. And a good Sunday morning to all of you. We are less than three months before the midterms, and our brand-new NBC News poll paints a pretty bleak picture. Americans are angry, they're disappointed, and they are worried about the future of this country. Now, here's the positive. Are you ready? We're all very concerned about the direction the country is taking. This says to me one thing, and I uh, came up with this last week. And I, by the way, uh, there are a lot of pundits in, uh, in the media over the weekend saying, yeah, oh yeah, there's a war going on right now. The Civil War was, war was declared by the left. And, and I said that a month ago. We're already in the middle of it, in case you're wondering. It's already, they're trying to turn a, the country over. That's it. So we're in the middle of it. In the discussion, it's true. But the, the positive is that we are all saying the country's going in the wrong direction. And I said a couple weeks ago, the only way that you can cause this revolutionary change, that you can fundamentally transform America, is to convince all of us to hate America. And guess what? That's not happening. That 74%, they're people who feel that they're blessed to live here. They feel that this is the greatest place in the, in the world to live. They feel it's cool to stand for the national anthem. They think it's nonsense, all the crap that's being taught in school about hating the country. They think that tearing down all the monuments in 2020 was stupid. But we've got a small group of very radical people who think they're in charge, and they are covering the narrative, so we can't uh, speak up. But, ladies and gentlemen, 74% of us are saying we don't hate the country. We hate the direction the country is going, and that will reunite us. No matter what they say before November, we know what's right, we don't hate the country, and we're willing to fight for it. I've got much more on this and the Mar-a-Lago raid, the latest, and how the FBI, uh, they're in a whole heap of trouble. It's not going anywhere soon, going away anytime soon. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show.
Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Here's the number, guys. It's 800-922-6680. It doesn't spell anything. Uh, actually, it does. It's just nonsensical. Uh, 800-922-6680 is the number to, uh, to call. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, which is kind of weird. Up at the bottom. Anyway, uh, Rob O'Neill. Uh, he's the guy who killed Osama bin Laden. He's going to be joining us to talk about uh, uh, the uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan on the one-year anniversary. And I know that many of you uh, Gold Star family members and um, and those who fought there, maybe you returned with PTSD or maybe you're missing a limb or, or maybe, uh, you know, you lost someone, one of your best buds over there. Um, the America knows of your suffering. Uh, we understand and we believe that what Joe Biden did was humiliating to you and the country. And we're not going to let it go. We're not going to let it go. We're not going to let Joe Biden hide another week. Joe Biden is on vacation this now, the third week. He came back to sign a bill that they passed against the will of the American people. So bad they had to lie about it. They had to lie and say it was an Inflation Reduction Act, and now they're not even being that. They're not even lying anymore. They're just saying, well, we, we voted for it, and, and, and here's what it's going to do. You see there are these provisions in the actual uh, bill, which the bill is about paying off uh, the green en- energy industry and all the people who have uh, donated money, you know, big climate and all that. It's about paying them off. But inside that bill, when you're having to buy uh, new windows for your home, that are energy uh, efficient or new uh, solar panels on your home that cost $30,000. Well, uh, you're going to save 30% because people who who can't afford that stuff are going to be subsidizing you. Yeah. So uh, I started off the show with the 74% of us saying that the country is going in the wrong direction. This means they don't like what Joe Biden is doing to the country. That's it. It's not, it's not the uh, January 6th thing. It's, that has nothing to do with it. Nobody's watching that anyway. It has nothing to do with January 6th. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump at all. It has to do with the man who is in the office and the agenda that he has brought and the class of 1968 and their moist dream of Marxism doing a face plant. And Americans are saying no. 74% of voters believe the nation is on the wrong track. 71% of the U.S. is uh, heading in the right direction. Those are morons. Also, or, or, just, or just elites in Washington, D.C. and their cronies. 58% said they're more worried that America's best years may already be behind us. Well, you know what? I ain't got time for that nonsense. And if you believe that America's best years are behind us, then honestly stop answering surveys and consider moving to Mexico. Because all of this... All of this, all of this nonsense, this chaos that started when Donald Trump announced he wanted to be the president of the United States, all of this, burning of cities, defunding of police, Democrat-run cities going to hell in a handbasket, fentanyl streaming across the border, now shaped as candy, fentanyl that looks like sweet tarts, coming from China, killed 107,000 young Americans last year. If you think that our best years are behind us, then seriously, don't even be a productive member of society anymore. Because the rest of us who believe and always look forward and always reinvent and never stop being energetic and never stop being fighters for freedom 
and the principles that made this country the greatest institution of individual economic growth and freedom in the history of mankind without the United States, you'd be still pooping in a shed outside your house and riding a horse to work if you had a war, a, a, a horse. You don't think that you don't think that's the truth? Then just look at the timeline of everything that existed in the world before the United States. And the fact that our we are on an eyelash on the spectrum of history. We're on an eyelash. That's how big it is on that spectrum. It's a mile long, and we are on an eyelash. And we changed the world in that time. So if you think America's best days are behind you, yeah, I don't have time for your nonsense. I don't have time for your crap. You can sit and woe is me all you want, or you can join the fight. You can join the fight of the 74% of Americans who believe the country is going in the wrong direction. Oh, yeah, and most of us understand that Mar-a-Lago is a sham, by the way. And it's kind of weird, uh, you know, today we find out that Anthony Fauci is uh, no longer going to, uh, he's going to retire in December. He said he was going to go ahead and keep going. This on the heels of CDC Director Rochelle Walensky saying that they're going to completely reinvent the CDC because of all the mistakes that we're making during COVID. It's kind of weird. Kind of weird that way, isn't it? But he's had quite a run, hasn't he, Anthony Fauci? Here's a tribute. And now the end is near. And I'll be leaving in December. Is that a tear running down your face? And when Fauci is gone. Tear of joy, I guess. Sorry. I hope that people won't remember. Especially in a court of law. That I was such a fraud. Oh, how I lied in such a sly way. But more. Yeah, he's still working on much it. more than this. That AIDS cure. I did it my way. Fauci, I am. Bye-bye. I wrote the book. Off to jail with you. Play both sides and be a crook. I got big bucks from the Wuhan lab. America, <laughs> you paid the tab. I faced an That was beautiful. That was just, uh, that was amazing. He's been there, oh, I don't know, what, since 1980 or before that? And, uh, and he was in charge when uh, HIV happened and all that. And still don't have a vaccine for that, by the way. Thought you should know. And, uh, and now we find out that the CDC is treating unvaccinated and vaccinated people the same way, which means that the vaccine has zero effect on the virus the uh, prevention of the virus, and the treatment of the virus. After all of this nonsense, that's what they sneaked in last week. The CDC saying there's no difference between unvaccinated and vaccinated. Oh, my God in heaven, are you being played. You are so beyond being played, it's not even funny. And then, of course, there's Mar-a-Lago. The Florida judge that approved the raid by the FBI... He's rejecting the Biden administration's bid to keep the entire Mar-a-Lago search affidavit sealed, 
calls the Trump raid unprecedented, but says a full release could lead to obstruction and witness intimidation. Uh, that's what they call playing both sides of the issue. That, that's what they call straddling the issue and trying to be on the right side of history either way. It's not going to work because it's a bunch of crap. U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt is a political tool. He recused himself from a lawsuit D Donald Trump was suing Hillary Clinton because he had, uh, he had biases. He also gave a bunch of money to Barack Obama. So I think we know where his bias is. So he approved the wholesale raid of Mar-a-Lago, which I'll have Mark Levin explain in, in a second for you if you don't understand it. And now he's saying, well, you know, clearly uh, the uh, Trump raid was unprecedented. But, I mean, if you see the whole uh, affidavit, then that's going to, you know, that, that, that was used to get my approval. They, they judge shopped to find a leftist tool to invade in an unprecedented manner the former home of, of the home of a former president. Uh, you know, uh, but, uh, but now he's trying to tell you that, uh, well, uh, you know, clearly for the FBI, we can't uh, reveal too much. But at the same time, I thought that raid was really unprecedented. No, no, you can't play both sides there, sir. They found you. They used you. You went along. And now the bleep storm is, uh, is coming. Here's a little bit about uh, uh, Mark Levin. Mark Levin last night talking about uh, this fishing expedition and what the FBI went into Mar-a-Lago for. Uh, it was a shakedown, guys. It was a shakedown. It was an illegal shakedown, and that is why Donald Trump is going after the FBI for abuse of the Fourth Amendment. This violates the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution. This isn't particular. Oh, they have some particular. They have three statutes. But then they open the door, basically saying, as well as any other containers, boxes that are collectively stored or found together. Why did they go to uh, Melania Trump's wardrobe? With the aforementioned documents or containers and boxes. Because it was a Gestapo-like raid. It was a fishing expedition. Who writes? something like this what kind of a master approves something like this general uh, leftist one Federal warrants are unconstitutional there has to be particularity okay let's hear that again real quick listen 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 institutional there has to be or approves something like this listen. general warrants are unconstitutional there has to be particularity now say for instance you uh maybe have posted a few uh things on social media that say i think joe biden sucks which wouldn't be hard to do. But uh, anyway, you did that. And the FBI said, you know what? Let's go raid the House for everything. Because he may be uh, espousing um, uh, revolutionary ideas online. Which is what they do in the Soviet Union. They did in the Soviet Union. And the FBI says, just go in and search anything looking for a crime. That's what, uh, that's what the, the modus operandi of the USSR and many other countries is that, uh, you know, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. Meaning they can go into your home, they'll find something you did wrong. Folks, in your home, I don't care how pure of the, as the driven snow you are, they'll find something in your, uh, your records, they'll find something in your home that might hint at some sort of illegality. They, they, that's what the IRS wants to do. They want to look at your tax returns to find one piece of minutia regarding your tax returns the last 10 years. And if they find it, they're going to go after. That's what they did at Mar-a-Lago to Donald Trump. There has to be. That's what they're going to do to you. Be probable cause. 
There has to be specificity. There isn't, is there? No. It was a wholesale, illegal raid of a former president's house in an unprecedented fashion. The, uh, the, by the way, the attorney general admitted it, uh, admitted it, so that means he can be tried and convicted and hopefully jailed as this comes out. I've got more on this coming up in a second, including uh, the glorious Victor David Hansen, uh, also Tulsi Gabbard with some thoughts on that. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. It's the Rob Carson Show. those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is Cash Patel. He's a, a Trump administration official who's been on this show many times talking about the raid of Mar-a-Lago and the nonsense involved. The former national security prosecutor myself who brought these types of warrants against terrorists, against spies, against enemies of the United States. We would go to a district court judge to get these warrants certified because we wanted a presidentially appointed, Senate-confirmed, lifelong appointee to decide and be the neutral arbiter of facts. And yes, we allege with exclusive specificity where to look and the things to be seized. We didn't say go in a basement and take everything, especially when the, the target of the search and the investigation is a former president of the United States. Because that's the way they did things in the Soviet Union, and they still do things in Cuba, North Korea, and China. You asked who authorizes this? I'll tell you. Political gangsters and Venezuela gangsters sitting at the top of the FBI and DOJ who have hijacked the law enforcement and intelligence community just like they did during Russiagate for political gain. And let me tell you something else. The reason they don't want the FBI agents involved names out. Is Why is that? Because it's the same counterintelligence FBI agents that ran Russiagate, that falsely claimed Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation, that were involved in the Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that's your FBI kids. Clinton email scandal. It is the same agents that are buttressing the FBI's invasion of Donald Trump's privacy and violating the Constitution. And that is why they don't want us to see the names and the material behind it, because it is the same crew of corrupt government officials at the FBI. And Chris Wray is allowing it to happen, and Merrick Garland is signing off on a destruction of our Constitution. And 74% of the American people feel like we're going in the wrong direction and they have no more faith in our institutions, including the FBI. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and then there's this. A record number of Americans say they're suffering. The survey found that 5.6% of Americans in July evaluated their lives poorly enough to be considered suffering on Gallup's Life Evaluation Index, the highest number since it began in 2008. The previous high was 4.8%. Since reaching a record high in June of 2021, life ratings among American adults have been steadily worsening. The 5.6 suffering rate in July marks the first time the Gallup measure has exceeded 5% in the U.S. and translates to an estimated 14 million American adults. Here's Victor Davis Hanson talking about uh, what's going on in the country today. The left projects, so if Christopher Steele draws on sources like Dushinko and Dolan, a Clinton operative, they draw on Russian sources to smear Donald Trump, and then they call it Trump collusion. Mm -hmm. So they're talking nonstop about civil war. They really are. Listen to this. And they do things that are revolutionary. I mean, nobody on the right said, let's junk the the 233 year old electoral college nope who did democrats 180 year old filibuster the 150 year old nine person supreme court 
Nobody said, let's bring in uh, two more states and end the idea for 60 years of a 50-state union. And then when you look what they've actually done, they failed at that. But nobody in the Republican Party ever tore up the State of the Union address on national TV like Nancy Pelosi. Because the war has already been declared. The Civil War is already happening. The left is committing acts of war without firing a shot against the American people, and that's why 74% of us feel the country is going in the wrong direction. Here's a little more from Victor Davis Hanson. Uh, Nobody ever goes outside the homes of Justice Kagan, thank God, or Justice Sotomayor. They're just not right-wing assassins that show up out there. And when you look at the literature that's coming out... But, wait a minute, Christopher Wray and uh, the Attorney General say that Trump supporters are the real terrorists. It's almost like, I don't know, the federal government is trying to start a war and trying to kill a political movement that believes, among other things, the 2020 election was stolen. Do you know why? Because they're not stupid. If you look at the New Republic or the nation, these left-wing venues, all you hear is blue exit. And it's time for succession, and we can't live with each other. I love it. Go to California, all of you. You can have it. Or if you read, you know, Time Magazine, that classic article by Molly Ball in February of 2021, where she gushed, she was giddy, outlining what she called was a conspiracy to change radically the voting laws, to inject four or five hundred million dollars to alter the way we voted for for centuries. You know, kind of like how uh, Mark Zuckerberg did in the last election, you see. Isn't that weird how that happens? It's like you're almost being played. Oh, yeah, you are. So these are revolutionary things they're doing. And the other thing is they never show any data. It's easy to say Trump is a fascist or Trump did this or these people are revolutionaries or they want a civil war. But did Donald Trump ever try to weaponize the, the... the IRS? No, I don't think he did, actually. Lois Lerner fashion? Did he take the FBI and use it to go after Joe Biden's residence? No, no, I don't believe he ever did. When uh, he was president, did they go into the DOJ and have the, this collusion hoax? Did Yeah, that was a big lie. Remember that? Any of these people who worked for Trump lie four times to a federal investigator like the FBI director, Andrew McCabe? So they are the revolutionaries, and they project it on to others. Hold on, hold on, listen to that. Any of these people who worked for Trump lie four times to a federal investigator like the FBI director, Andrew McCabe. So they are the revolutionaries, and they project it on to others. And on these agenda issues, they're behind. And Joe Biden has an anemic rating, and they feel that if they can gin up a January 6th crisis... Aha! Sort of a Reichstag fire. And they- Reichstag fire. That's what uh, Jan 6 was. I call it the Reichstag for Democrats. It was the Democrat Reichstag. I called it that on January the 7th of 2021. Did it, in, remember, in 2021 when they mm-hmm. uh, had Bob wire and 30,000 troops in Washington, D.C. and the greatest weaponization since the Civil War. Or they can take the raid and just dribble things out. One, one week it'll be nuclear secrets. The next Trump improperly took out momentos. And- okay, there you go. Yep, we're in the middle of it, guys. 74% of us feel we're going the wrong direction, which means we are going to turn it around. Rob O'Neill, the guy who killed Osama bin Laden on on uh, President Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan. Technical glitch there, right in a second.
You know, um, uh, we are waiting on Rob O'Neill, trying to get a hold of him, having some issues with uh, Skype. So hopefully we'll get to Rob O'Neill, the guy who killed Osama bin Laden uh, before the uh, before the show ends. Uh, but um, like I said, uh, 74% of us feel like the country's going in the right direction. Or the wrong direction, I should say. Very few think the country is going in the wrong direction. For the first time, people are genuinely concerned about democracy in the country. And you could say, oh, that's because of Trump supporters. It's because of Trump supporters and Donald Trump's fighting into Donald Trump and this and that and this and that. No, it's not. Well, not one little bit. It's about the abuses suffered upon us by the federal government through COVID. This insane increase in the number of agents for the uh, IRS. We all know what this is. We're not stupid. Many have died fighting against this, not only here but around the world. Some of the same thing that this government is doing have been done by other governments in places like Russia and Cuba. And you know it too. You know it. You can feel it. Everybody I've talked to who is a Russian expat, somebody who left Russia says, oh, God, yeah, they're doing the same thing here. People don't come here for that. They come here to escape it. It's a little bit more from uh, Victor Davis Hanson with regard to what's happening in the federal government, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. So they are the revolutionaries, and they project it on to others. And on these agenda issues, they're behind. He's talking about the Democrat Party on the left. And Joe Biden has an anemic rating, and they feel that if they can gin up a January 6th crisis, sort of a Reichstag fire, and they did it, remember, in 2021 when they Mm -hmm. uh, had Bob Wire and 30,000 troops in Washington, D.C., and the greatest weaponization since the Civil War, or they can take the raid and just dribble things out. One, One week it'll be nuclear secrets. The next, Trump improperly took out momentos. The next... He was trying to get information. It was all based on a lie. His enemies. And then the media goes to town with a bombshell. Walls are closing yeah. in. And otherwise, we don't, we don't, we're not going to look at the issues. Inflation, the border, energy prices, crime, Afghanistan, foreign policy. Oh. Instead, it's always react to allegations that you're insurrection. Yeah. Think about this. Think about, uh, you know, the indignities that you suffered. And I've gone through the indignities before, whether it be the open border, whether it be the Afghan withdrawal, whether it be Nancy Pelosi tearing up a State of the Union address behind the president's head. That, my friends, was an act of insurrection. That was a diss. That was a a violation of protocol. That was a violation of decorum. The same can be said about the Mar-a-Lago raid, except for it's much more deadly serious than that. Here's Tulsi Gabbard talking about the deep state and what, and she's a Democrat, and we're up, up what we're up against. Uh, well, when you look at permanent Washington, we see very prominently placed as the national security state and the mainstream media. It's hard not to be skeptical when you look at the, their tactics and their timing to really question what their motives are. Yeah, like uh, Joe Biden being on a three-week vacation while all this stuff is coming down. To leverage their power and their influence to have an impact on these midterm elections that voters will be going to vote at in just a few weeks. I told you everything was going to come down to that. It was going to get really big and really ugly, and it's very hard to say how far they will be willing to take this. 
before November the 8th. And to do what they have already stated publicly is their objective, which is to prevent Donald Trump from running for president in 2024. This is not something new. We only have to go back in the recent past to, to remember that these are the very same people who deceived the American people for years trying to get us to believe that Donald Trump was an agent of Russia. and That, that was a complete lie, bought and paid for by Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party, and the FBI worked with them hand-in-hand hand to carry an investigation that could have been figured out in a day. They paid, they spent $35 million of our money on a bunch of nonsense. And the FBI was down with it. The FBI is completely down with people being punished for crimes that they did not commit. This to me says that the FBI needs to go, uh, bye -bye. He stole the 2016 election. These are the same people going after parents and patriots, targeting them as extremists, as people who are quote-unquote enemies of the state. 74% of us believe we're going in the wrong direction because of things like this. Centers, opponents, these are the very same people who want to censor us and control what information we can see and Mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party. Hear and say through their so-called mm -hmm. Ministry of Truth, which by the way hasn't gone away, it's still there, it's just there by a different name. So yeah, they're still trying the disinformation thing, guys. So. The American people, I think, are seeing that, hey, this is not a one-off situation. It's just a serious escalation of this dangerous trend we've seen of the politicization of public institutions that exist to serve the public right. good, but are instead being leveraged for power and political gain by those in power. There you go. That's what they're trying to do. And it's just a matter of how much damage they can do before November and what they can try to do on the, uh, the day of November the 8th with regard to the election. You have this marvelous thing. It's called a smartphone. It has the ability. It's a TV station in your pocket. If you see any sort of nonsense surrounding the election, you try to, if you're, you're there to monitor the election and they shut you out, videotape it. If you see somebody dumping multiple ballots into a ballot box, an unmanned ballot box, a videotape it. it follow them. Get their license plate number. If you get more than one ballot to your home address, call your local Republican Board of Elections. Report it. Vote in person. Do not send in your mail-in ballot. I don't care where you are. If you are voting for Republicans, if you are conservative, do not send in your mail-in ballot. The reason why the Democrat Party wants more mail-in ballots is because everybody knows it. That it is a tool to corrupt the election. In France, they got rid of mail-in voting in 1975 because they knew it would be a tool to steal elections. You know why we know this? Because we're not stupid. Senior minister in France has demanded that the country create 3,000 green police. Yeah. Gérald Darmanin, who serves as France's Ministry of the Interior has announced that he aims to create 3,000 posts for new green police officials, a move that is uh, he has deemed necessary to tackle climate change. The, prediction, uh, the, the civil protection force to fight the effects of climate change under the control of Brussels, a move slammed by some as an attempt to, uh, by bureaucrats to hoard even more power. You know, it's like they're using something like the weather to go after people who disagree with them. Isn't that weird? Oh, yeah, it's kind of like what they're going to do with the IRS here. And we understand it. Because the one thing that brings us all together, the one thing you have in common is income. You know the other thing that we have in common? Uh, the weather. So you've got the green police in France. You've got 400 
billion dollars going towards green energy nonsense, including what they call uh, agricultural justice which is going to hobble American farmers and base every decision of agencies like the FDA uh, on politics. Yeah. Let's move on to something else here. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, uh, Liz uh, Cheney, um, she is no longer, um, uh, she's not in office anymore. Well, she is until November, and then she's going bye-bye. But she's starting a pack. Go away, little Liz. Saw a little her this weekend. Go away, little Liz. Wyoming and the world are through with you. I thought Dick Cheney's endorsement would do it. And Kevin Costner. Yeah. A vendetta against Trump led to Liz getting dumb. Her January 6th stunt hurt her too. She got beat by almost 40%. Wow. Go away, little Liz. That is spectacular. Go away, lion Liz. Goodbye, Liz. Goodbye. That's what the voters told you yesterday. Well, last week, anyway. So glad Liz Cheney got bounced. So go away, little Liz. Go very far away. She does. She doesn't know it. She just doesn't know it. This is Liz Cheney, by the way. She is starting a pack with the $7 million left over in campaign donations uh, to get rid of uh, Trump uh, Trump uh, election deniers like me, because I'm an election denier, because I have an opinion. It's guaranteed by the First Amendment. And uh, I looked at all the evidence and stuff that the election was stolen in 2020. That makes me a very proud, actually, election denier. Here is Liz Cheney. So this is obviously not the end. This is a new beginning. For you, you're starting this is the new beginning, sure. This political organization. Uh, what can you tell us? What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to be very focused on working to ensure that we do everything. You know, if you're going to start a uh, political movement, you got to have some people who want to go along with it. If you're going to be a leader, you got to have somebody who wants to follow you. And uh, right now, um, they don't exist. We can um, not to elect election deniers, and I'm going to work against those people. I'm what gonna... else did you deny? Do you deny CRT as well? Are you a CRT denier? Because that's happening. Are you a, uh, a transgendered female in, in women's athletes uh, denier? You know, all of those. Everything, by the way, if you disagree with the government, you, you are spouting disinformation and misinformation, and you're a denier. And I embrace that wholly. I'm going to work to support their opponents. I think it matters that much. Will you be getting involved in campaigns against those Republican candidates that are challenging or denying the results of the election yes and including your republican colleagues here in congress yes and that won't mean anything because her popularity is zero in the republican party but by the way the the uh, democrats love her she has 60 percent 60 percent approval by uh by the democrat party liz cheney that should tell you something and then of course they they talked about her on msnbc and msnbc did a slobbering love fest so you know you're on the right side of history for telling uh, liz cheney to uh take a hike well it's not the new liz this is right. this liz cheney unleashed right this is what um all of the 
Republicans in Congress who were dancing on her political grave, they're going to regret that. Oh, I wasn't dancing on her political grave. I was doing something else. Oh, where's my coffee? Because now she gets to be the mirror, the conscience of the Republican Party. Dear God in heaven, this is fantastic. Party in their face, constantly reminding them of uh, of what they're doing, of their hypocrisy, of the fact that this is the same uh, uh, company, uh, MSNBC, that uh, they're laying off employees because they're so lunatic friends that nobody's watching or paying attention to them anymore. They should know better. And the fact that she has more courage than all of them combined. And it, it oh dear God, it just is such an incredible. Contrast. It takes more bravery in this country to support Donald Trump and not to go with the crowd that hates him. That that way you, you get it literally. You get carried around on the media's shoulders, you know, like this. And I'm here for it. Liz Cheney is coming for all of them. In, in the rest of that interview. Oh, we are quaking in our boots. She went after Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and other these these other guys who know better. The ones who are extremely popular. Than this MAGA act that they're putting on just to, um, you know, appeal to the. To the oh, it's not an act. The rabid MAGA base, he's like, you all know better. What are you doing? I'm a proud member of the rabid MAGA, MAGA, MAGA base. And she has the credibility to do it. She no, she doesn't, actually. This is why MSNBC is teetering on, uh, well, ir irrelevance. They're already there. But uh, uh, going out of business would be the other, and CNN as well. Uh, coming up, we've got to, oh, we haven't done our, uh, our Brian Stelter update. He resigned or retired or got fired this weekend. I've got his, uh, some uh, very powerful segments for his last show on the way. Your phone calls as well at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. the 60s we had lbj now we have fjb it's the rob carson show she has the credibility to do it she is a cheney you cannot question her conservative bona fides for are you kidding her name cheney is the reason why you would mistake she voted with trump for 93 percent of the time in congress she's a cheney until she decided that donald trump uh, she didn't need Donald Trump anymore. So, like, they, they, they can't come for her the same way they try to go after others because the day that someone calls... No, it'll be a lot easier this time. Liz Cheney a rhino? You just have to laugh in their face because... That's no, no, no. She's, she's definitely a rhino. Definitely, definitely a rhino. Swamp-dwelling rhino. I stand by that. Through her actions, by the way. Oh, and, and again, to show you uh, where we're going here, uh, Donald Trump saw a 550% increase in downloads of his Truth Social app in the week following the raid of Mar-a-Lago as support from his base surges. That's kind of weird. Liz Cheney, she's going to start this movement, and she's going to uh, start this pack that's going to get Trump supporters uh, uh, to uh, abandon Trump, and it's going to get people like Josh Hawley kicked out of Congress. Does she not realize she just got her ass kicked to the tune of 40 points, which is an all-time record for the state of Wyoming? Does she not realize that how badly she got destroyed? And it wasn't just her. I mean, listen, there's enough about her. She's dour. She looks like Miss Piggy in a bad mood, which is pretty much all the time. Uh, she's, she's an awful person. She's not positive in any way, shape, or form. She spent the last year and a half going after Donald Trump, the previous president of the United States, who was wildly popular with the American people. She betted 
sit down with radical leftists, radical Democrats on the January 6th hearing and decided that somehow it was cool to have a court of similar court proceedings on, on national television where it just involved the showing of the prosecution. No cross-examination, no defense whatsoever. And the American people realize that uh, Liz Cheney has figuratively screwed the pooch as far as her career is concerned. She's going to spend $7 million left over after her campaign to go after Trump candidates. Candidates who believe the 2020 election was stolen and are supporters of Donald Trump right after Trump supporters beat her into the ground to the tune of 40 points. If I were Liz Cheney, do whatever you can with that money other than trying to prevent Trump supporters from running or you from running, because otherwise, or either way, I should say, you're wasting your money. Here's another thing that the American people are against. Another thing that 74% of us say, one of the things that the 74% of us feel the country is going in the wrong direction. Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, where crime has gone through the ceiling, where people are being sucker-punched to death, and criminals are being released uh, without bail to kill and murder and maim. She signed a bill that would scrap gendered language. A bill that would ban words like salesman and replace it with salesperson. They call that censorship. They call that an affront to the First Amendment. As well as replace words such as his and her with the pronoun they and them. This is Senate Bill 536 called the Salesman Law was proposed to change forms of gendered language so they would be more inclusive among everything. And you know what? The American people think it's crap. It's crap. It's all a distraction. And we're done with the distractions. Let's take a break. Come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. I hope you had a glorious weekend with your family, with your sick others as we watch, uh, what, uh, August <laughs> disappear in the ether. Holy hell. This, uh, this uh, month is going quickly, and uh, that's the only positive with uh, November approaching. A couple reasons why uh, maybe November is uh, is flying by, uh, because we're looking maybe so much for November, you know, maybe maybe for a change, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Football season, uh, preseason's going on. I, I'm not. I'll just admit real quick to those who uh, you know are new to the show. I'm not a big sports dude. I, I honestly I can't stand sports talk radio. Nothing against you guys who are really into sports talk radio. I think you need to choose either way. You be a sports talk show host, or you be a or you be a political talk show host. Either way, most in those, uh, those two uh, lines of work are wrong half the time. I know you should know that. Most people in, uh, in uh, politic, uh, political talk, uh, those people who are in sports talk, and those people in weather casting, uh, wrong half the time, generally. Generally. 
And I, I choose to be uh, one or the other. I choose to be uh, political talk. I don't have time to do both. Uh, Rush Limbaugh, he was able to do both. Uh, but, uh, of course, he was driven out of, uh, of owning the NFL because, you know, there are a bunch of people in, uh, uh, who, uh, who uh, weaponize and, uh, and attempt to uh, destroy conservatives. And uh, Rush stood for many years, but the, uh, the Rubicon he could not uh, cross, apparently, was ownership of an NFL franchise because he was a conservative. But he could do both. Anyway, I, I am uh, looking forward to, uh, to football season, actually. I really am. And so that's one thing to look forward in the fall. And then also, uh, well, it's coming on November the 8th, uh, among other things. Uh, Brian uh, Stelter. <clears throat> I haven't spent a lot of time on, uh, on Brian Stelter. And I usually, like, for instance, I, when I do my Newsmax TV show, I don't spend a lot of time making fun of rival networks just because what's the point? I really don't see the point. I'd rather just do the best show that I can do and let them screw up on their own. And, and I'd rather, like, for instance, I'm up against, um, on Saturday nights, my show is up against um, Brian Kilmeade. Brian Kilmeade's got a show. And it's, uh, you know, Fox is a, is a gigantic concern. I, I'm on Newsmax. We're, we're growing dramatically. We've got a ways to go. My show is, uh, right now, I've heard pretty much the most popular show on Newsmax on the weekends. I mean, you know, it, it kind of there's some great shows. Don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. But my show is very popular because it's it's funny, it's different, and I and I every day I don't think about what my competition's doing. I just do the best show I can. Brian Stelter had a show called uh, Reliable Sources. He was supposed to be the media critic. This show, on the face of it, is. Like, I guess, uh, what's it uh, on Fox, um, the, the guy who's on Saturday mornings, uh, Howie something or other, and he does a similar thing, the media, whatever. And, uh, and I, I don't watch the show. I think it's boring. Um, but, but Brian Stelter was supposed to analyze the media, and what he did ultimately is he just looks on conservative media in a very negative fashion, makes fun of them, shreds them, rips them, and acts like he's somehow some sort of a great uh, performer. His ratings have dropped in the last year and a half since, since Joe Biden was, uh, uh, stole the election. Uh, about 70 to 90 percent of his uh, viewership is gone, yet he apparently was taken off guard by the ouster from CNN. They were a little bit surprised. Yeah, CNN will end its reliable sources, uh, you know, this Sunday. That's what, this was the press release last week. As a result, Brian Stelter will leave the company. We, he will leave the company. They're kicking him out of the con- company. Nothing else. There's nothing else there. We appreciate his contributions to the network. Wish him well as he embarks. He, uh, he talked this weekend about his, uh, his show, and, and the reason why he was fired, by the way, is because nobody was watching the show. Generally, that's how you figure out if a show is popular. So if you have no listeners or lose 70 or viewers, 70% of your viewers in a year, it means you're not very popular, but not according to Brian Stelter. Hence, he got fired. You know, I love this show. This small but mighty show punched above its weight for so many years. Certainly couldn't punch above your weight there, Brian. I know it was easy. Even a former president commented on the cancellation. Reliable Sources has been a one-of-a-kind show and a popular... And the reason why it hasn't become a two-of-a-kind show is because it was such a colossal failure the first time. Show. This is one of CNN's highest-rated weekend shows. No, it was. So I want to say thank you to all of you watching around the world. Here's a little bit more of the big sign-off. America needs CNN to be strong. I believe the free world needs CNN to be strong. Oh, I don't think so. Uh, I think if CNN disappeared, nobody would even notice it. And it will continue to be. Because all of us are going to help make that happen. 
Did he cry? I don't know if he cried. The free world needs a reliable source. And you, unfortunately, have not been that. You failed, and that's why you're being canceled. So, for Reliable Sources, for the last time, I'm Brian Stelter. Thanks for being with us. Don't let the door hit you in the rear end. Yay, big clouds there. I don't even think they had cracked a bottle of champagne when it was all uh, when it was all over. I don't think they did any of those things. But I'll tell you, no other show's doing a musical tribute to Brian Stelter. Out at CNN, media correspondent Brian Stelter to leave the network as it cancels his Sunday show. Stelter's gone on CNN at finally dawn. Bye bye. All Humpty Dumpty ever did was lie. They canceled Brian's show. Told him it was time to go. See ya. Good riddance, Brian Stelter, and goodbye. Where's Don Lemon? You're next. Brian's a lefty, and I don't mean maybe. When he got candy, cried just like a baby. <laughs> Reliable sources was a total joke. Pretty much. Had no ratings, cause it was so woke. <laughs> Stelter's gone and his shows were longer on. You got on, whatever. Everything he told us was so wrong. Wrong on Russian Gate. Hunter's laptop sealed his fate. Like Jeffrey Tubin, he held on too long. <laughs> Stelter's gone. He was such a liberal boy. Yes, Jeffrey Tubin did hang on too long during that Zoom call. Uh, you know, um, yeah, and by the way, I hope that Jeffrey Tubin finds a job soon because idle hands. So anyway, uh, Don Lemon, Jim Acosta, and some others may be out next on the, uh, on the uh, chopping block. On the uh, chopping block. Uh, that looks like it's uh, where it's going uh, next. So uh, usually you're offered something in the company unless you've really blown things up and it looks like... Uh, Brian Stelter did that. Hey, 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 I'm told we have someone special on the Newsmax hotline. And when this guy shows up and this guy wants to be on the air and he's on the phone, you answer the phone, people. Rob O'Neill right here, the man who killed Osama bin Laden, joins us on the Newsmax hotline. How you doing, my friend? Today's a good day so far. How's it going? You know, brother, uh, it was a weird weekend. Uh, 74% of the American people feel the country's going in the wrong direction. And to me, Rob, that says it all points to the people in power right now. The uh, the, uh, the the people in, in power right now, they have cast doubt on the, uh, the agencies of government. We don't trust the FBI anymore. We certainly don't trust the IRS. The military is going woke. The country is going in the wrong direction, Rob. Do you do you get that vibe? Do you get that feeling that the American people are kind of going, we don't like where this is going. We actually love the country and we want it to get uh, maybe, you know, we want it. We want to live in a patriotic America. From what I'm seeing and hearing, and I do get to travel a lot. I, I do some public speaking and I talk to people face to face. Normal people are getting annoyed with it. They're, they're concerned about what's happening in a lot of public schools. They're definitely concerned about what's happening in a lot of media and in Washington, D.C. And the, the issue is, uh, if once the media is controlled, just like the communists said they would, um, once they control the media, once they control Hollywood and the school system, they're going to take over without firing a shot. And we see it now, and it's almost to the point where they say, well, this is the new communism. This is the new socialism. It's democratic socialism. And it's the same yeah. thing. If you've never noticed before, 
uh, socialism has always it's always been in the transformation stage. It's never it's never quite where it needs to be. It always <laughs> needs to be a revolution. The people in charge don't even know what it is anyway, and it's never worked. It's, it's one of the things that's never worked. And um, you know, we're at a point where all like even right now with the Biden administration, how they're saying, well, they're up in the polls now because of so many uh, so many victories uh, passing laws. It's uh, uh, they're spending your money. It's not like they're yeah. creating anything. They they own the entire government and they're spending your money and and the. People are sick of it, and then you know it's to it's to the point where uh, it, it, changing verbiage, changing the word, moving the goalposts is, is what propaganda really is, and that's happening now. Everyone's concerned. The good news is most people, most people I talk to, anyways, uh, feel the same way I do. Let me ask you this, uh, Rob: um, the, the president of the United States okayed the uh, the killing of uh, Zaman uh, Zaman uh, Al Zawahiri. He had uh, uh, literally had a villa in Kabul. He was in plain sight, hiding in plain sight. They supposedly went in and they they did the uh, what the drone version of a uh, salad shooter on him. Um, what are your What are your thoughts on that? Because that that was a major victory supposedly for the Biden administration, and yet nobody was found. There was no a uh, hand severed with a ring finger like Donald Trump did uh, in uh, in uh, 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 Iraq. Uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, the president of the United States and the Biden administration getting Zawahiri in Kabul? My first thoughts is hats off to the men and women from the intelligence agencies that found him because they had a pattern of life on him. I think okay. back until April and well before that, we knew where he was before in Pakistan. It just shows you that handing Afghanistan over to the Taliban, that al-Qaeda is going to live basically right where they live. And he, he moved there. They found him where he was. They hit, you know, we're good as a country at killing people as nicely as possible. They killed him on a <laughs> on a patio when he was by himself with a bomb. That it's, it's sort of based off a of hellfire, but there's no there's no warhead. And it can, it can kill the driver of a car without hurting the passenger. Wow. So it was, I mean, was it political? Yes. Most, most decisions, especially nowadays, are political. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's actually good for Joe Biden because that might be the first foreign policy decision he's ever made that was right. Uh, yeah, well, because he, he voted against, he was against getting uh, Osama bin Laden. Uh, Rob O'Neill, can you hold on a sec? We, we kind of get a little off kilter. I know you were traveling this morning. Could you hold on to the next break over the commercial break to talk about our Afghan withdrawal? And then also I want to talk about your uh, your book, The uh, the Way Forward uh, and The Operator. Can you do that, my friend? Yeah, I can hold on. All right, Gloria, thank you. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Rob O'Neill, the man who shot and killed Osama bin Laden, has written a new book. It's called The Way Forward. We'll get into that in a second. Rob, uh, Joe Biden chose, uh, well, he's on a, th- a third week of a vacation, um, and one of the things that he is missing on vacation is the one-year anniversary of his disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, your thoughts on that, and also to your brothers-in-arms like my nephew who came back from Afghanistan witnessing his best friend being uh, destroyed uh, murdered, killed in front of him, and coming back with PTSD. Uh, your thoughts, and what do you want to say to America's soldiers who fought long and hard there, who were uh, let down by this policy? Well, the simplest way to put it, if they took the 23 guys that went on the ground in Osama bin Laden's compound to kill him, if they had us come up with the worst possible plan to leave Afghanistan, we would have done exactly what the Biden administration did. Um, I, you know, I want everyone to know, especially the people who fought, that it was not in vain, that sometimes it gets down to 
you're not necessarily fighting for the greater good. You're fighting for the men and, and women next to you. And so what they did was great. What they did was noble. And it's disheartening. I mean, there's a lot of PTSD that goes on with it. War is not fun. Um, and, you know, it got political like everything else. And the Biden administration simply wanted to, to get us out uh, by any means necessary so that they could have the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and say all the troops are home. And that's not necessarily a win. The problem with a lot of people, especially a lot of leadership or lack thereof, is they don't know what a win is. They don't teach winning anymore. And it, it yeah. starts even at the very basic age when they're telling, you know, kids that are playing Little League Baseball, well, it's not about winning or losing. It's about having fun. That's nonsense. It's about winning. We know how to win as a country, and we should be winning. So we gave that away. We did the exact same thing in Afghanistan that we did in Vietnam. We knew that the, the Vietnamese were in Laos. We knew that al-Qaeda was in Pakistan. And we didn't do anything about it. There's mission creep, and we have politicians and lawyers all the time trying to just say, oh, it's about this. No, it's going to be this. No, here's what we're doing. We're going to build roads. We'll, we'll put in schools. It's all, it's all nonsense, and we, you know, we should start by uh, you know, firing a lot of people and getting some new blood yeah. in. I, amen, bro. Now, tell me about your new book. Uh, I know you've written several books, by the way, The Operator, Firing the Shot That Killed Osama Bin Laden. Uh, why don't you tell us what your latest project is, my friend? Uh, well, my, my latest project is The Operator Podcast. It just came out two weeks ago. Oh, on the third, nice. third episode will be available on Wednesday, and you can get that wherever uh, podcasts are, The Operator Podcast. That's fun Love to it. have a platform and talk about anything. Everyone's welcome. And the book you were talking about is called The Way Forward. And it was written by myself and Dakota Meyer, who's a Medal of Honor recipient, uh, obviously an Afghanistan veteran. And we wrote about what we do next. And it's important for people. It doesn't matter, uh, doesn't matter what you do, you know, what your job is. We've all had a first day. And then now what do we do now that it's over? Like, uh, I was a Navy SEAL, and now I'm, you know, I'm out. So what do we gotcha. do next? The way forward, that's available also on my website. It's uh, robertjoneal.com. Uh, you can find it, uh, uh, you know, if you, if you follow me on uh, social media, at Mikuya, which is a funny story in itself. I'll tell you in another interview. Uh, uh, Robert <laughs> J. O'Neill. Uh, we, yeah, it's a, it's a funny story. But, uh, yeah, the, uh, the Operator Podcast is awesome, and The Way Forward is a book. You can, you can find that where books are sold, and then you can download it anywhere. All right, Rob, I appreciate your time, bro. I know you're busy, and you got a TV appearance now. God bless you, my friend. Thanks for your service. We'll talk again you. soon. Hey, All let's right, do bye. this again. I, I know I shortchanged a little bit. Let's do this again anytime. Oh, I'll grill the hell out of you next time. <laughs> Good. Yes, the planet. I'm ready. All, All right, right, bro. See you. See you, bud. <laughs> All right. So the operator uh, podcast is what he does. Um, I don't know, man. I guess you know he knows more about the Zawahiri raid than uh, than I do. Certainly, I have my doubts. I I just you know come on. Think about all the things that Joe Biden has been on vacation for, been unplugged from. He's on, he's on week number three of his vacation. At the beginning of his vacation, he said that uh, uh, inflation was 0%. That was a lie. Went on vacation. Through reconciliation, the Democrat Party rammed through against your will the, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. And then, uh, and then the anniversary of uh, Afghanistan, the fall of with Afghanistan and the subsequent torture murder, uh, the imprisonment, the starvation. It's amazing. How convenient. Donald Trump's raid on, on, on Mar-a-Lago. That all happened. He's having the Monday before he goes on vacation. Hadn't talked about it really since. Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre said that uh, he hasn't even been briefed on it yet. My God, you are so, so. Well, I know, I'm not even saying you're being played anymore because you're not. Used to be being played. I get it. You know, 
if you if you felt immediately that the government would tell you the truth about COVID and that, uh, you know, all of the contradictions and the weirdness and the politicization of it, if you didn't see that, then you got played. You got totally played. And now after all of the damage has been done, after all of the businesses were shut, shut down, after all of the 45% increases in uh, uh, children thinking about suicide and uh, increases in, uh, in suicide attempts and cutting, among other things, of your children, even though it was absolutely unwarranted, absolutely unwarranted to shut down the schools, they're acting like, uh, you know, hey, no big deal. Let's move along. This is, uh, this is former CDC director Robert Redfield, who said originally when uh, COVID first started to, uh, to spring up before he left office when Donald Trump was president, he said that the CDC and others uh, had a perverse incentive for diagnosing and treating COVID. And that would be uh, monetary, by the way, not soon thereafter he left office. And uh, here's what he had to say about shuttering the schools now. Yeah, I think, you know, clearly uh, my view was that we take a pause, evaluate how to do things in a safe and responsible way, but shutting down the schools was much greater public health harm to the kids than keeping the schools open. Uh, okay, now it, it's interesting. The CDC says they're going to completely reevaluate. They said they made a lot of mistakes. Uh, you got Anthony Fauci. He says he's going to retire in, uh, in, you know, December of this year. It makes me kind of wonder if there's going to be what I hoped, which is an investigation to all of this, including the uh, funding of gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab by people affiliated with Anthony Fauci, by the fact that the uh, government uh, would not allow doctors to treat COVID on their own, that there were only government-approved treatments for it that resulted in massive payouts to Big Pharma a year into it. Not hydroxychloroquine, that's, that won't make anybody any money. All that's coming to light, guys. And I think uh, payback is coming, and we all know what payback is. I'm not going to go there. Last half hour of the radio program is going to be awesome. I would not go anywhere. It's a Rob Carson Show. You know what today is? It's Metallica Monday. Well, at least it is for this break anyway, because we started off with Metallica. So uh, there's always room for Metallica, isn't there? <laughs> um, okay, so we got a bunch of stuff we need to cover before the end of the show. If you get a chance to check out the podcast, it would be uh, wonderful. It's called the Rob Carson Show Podcast. Um, uh, as we spread across the country, right now we're about 30 uh, uh, markets around the country and, uh, and growing. Uh, and if you can't hear it in a given market, you can go and stream it live on a couple of our affiliate stations, uh, WCBM in Baltimore, KSCO in Santa Cruz, among others. I don't want to slide anybody else. Um, or you can listen to the podcast as well. If you're, you know, you can't listen in real time, it's just called the Rob Carson Show podcast. And uh, it's uh, growing by leaps and bounds. And uh, you can find it at NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Uh, it's about two hours long and uh, features all the guests, the comedy and whatnot. That you come to expect on this here radio program. Oh, this is really, uh, 
I, I came up with the expression, don't catch the stupid, on my uh, TV show because I looked at the country's reaction to COVID and the restrictions involved with COVID that only applied to you and me and not to government officials and the fact that it was overdiagnosed. Uh, even Deborah Burks said it was overdiagnosed uh, and played up before the election of 2020, used as a tool to shut down people's businesses, punish people, uh, and, uh, and there were no body pits behind Walmart. And uh, no high-profile no high uh, no high uh, politicians, if this were the worst pandemic of all time, don't you suppose at least dozens of people on Capitol Hill would have died? Don't you suppose at least dozens of famous celebrities would have died from the greatest pandemic in the history of mankind? Shouldn't you know at least a half a dozen people who died exclusively from COVID? Well, chances are you don't. But they really played it up. I'm not saying that COVID wasn't serious. I had it. I caught it. It, was, it sucked. It was ugh, not good. I didn't get vaccinated for a number of reasons. But a lot of people got forced to get vaccinations. And they're still being forced to get vaccinations, despite the fact that there is no benefit now. We know from the CDC there is no benefit at all for your vaccination against COVID. Here's Ron DeSantis. And even the CDC now is admitting... No reason to treat vax or unvax any differently. Well, guess what that means? Every single mandate must be removed that the federal government's doing, that any of these states, it's wrong. And now that we know the truth, those people need to be indicted, prosecuted, fined, or imprisoned. And if anybody was forced into doing this and ended up with an adverse reaction, they should be able to sue over that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Now, the uh, Los Angeles Public Health Office, uh, they're offering free COVID-19 testing for pets. Remember when I talked about catching the stupid? Because uh, if you catch the stupid, then you're willing to say that standing six feet away from someone versus five feet will save your life if they have a deadly contagion that is the most deadly in the history of mankind, like they made COVID out to be. Or that wearing a cloth mask will, will prevent you from getting COVID. That's, call, that's called catching the stupid. And all it takes really is a little modicum of common sense and research. I figured it out pretty, pretty quick. I said that wearing a cloth mask to prevent COVID is like wearing a cowboy hat to go scuba diving. But the Los Angeles uh, Department of uh, Public Health is giving free COVID-19 tests to animals that are thought to have the virus, even though there have been no COVID positives among tested animals. It's a gigantic waste of money, in other words. No positive results have been found in any one of the 177 animals that have been tested so far, which includes a wide variety of common household pets like dogs, cats, hamsters, rabbits, and guinea pigs. So if you get a COVID test for your pet, your pet, um, you've caught the stupid. I mean, you, you really have. You, you have a full-blown case of stupid. And then the famed Edinburgh or Edinburgh International Festival. They had to make a last-minute itinerary change this year because um, the, uh, the, the visiting Philadelphia Orchestra, the, the festival scheduled to take place over eight days starting this Sunday, yesterday, had advertised that the Edinburgh Festival Chorus, the self-described backbone of the International Festival's choral program, 
meaning singing, would pair up with the Philadelphia Orchestra for a rendition of Ludwig von Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. And I mean, I, who gets, I, I can't get enough of that, the Ninth Symphony. That it was so much better than the Eighth Symphony. Not quite as good as the Tenth, but the Ninth was right there in the sweet spot. But uh, due to concerns about the spread of COVID, which is no longer a concern if you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, the orchestra had requested the members of the chorus singing wear a mask during their performance. And the, uh, the famed Edinburgh uh, International Festival uh, told the, uh, this group, the, uh, the, 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 the singers, this and... Uh, and the Edinburgh Festival Chorus said, yeah, you know, I'm um, suck it. We're not going to sing it, your stupid thing, because wearing a mask is stupid. I mean, that's essentially what they said. This is uh, Dr. Kelly Victory. Kelly Victory! Uh, on the Dr. Drew podcast, talking about uh, the CDC saying that there's no difference uh, between being unvaccinated and vaccinated. You should treat people the same way. It was not a disease of the, of the unvaccinated, as Joe Biden lied. Oh, by the way, he's still on vacation, yeah, third week of vacation. Here's Dr. Kelly Victory. Well, as of last week, Thursday of last week, the CDC came out with their new guidelines uh, and they free, they are no longer differentiating, distinguishing between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. Yep. They're applying the same yep. guidelines. Oh, wait, wait, I thought uh, the unvaccinated, we were putting everybody in danger and we should be hated, despised. Regardless of vaccination status. And furthermore, if you look at the support document, the summary document, or how it is they came to these new guidelines. Well, they pulled them, uh, well, the other ones out of their rear ends. This one, it's actually based on facts. Freely admit, their words, not mine, that the two-shot vaccination uh, regimen provides, quote, minimal protection, and that even two boosters provides transient and minimal protection. Now, don't you feel kind of stupid? So it really begs the question, you look at people who are getting kicked out of the military, losing their jobs, can't go to school or whatever else. Uh, they now really, I think, have strong legal standing. Sue their arses off. To say, this should never have happened to me now that you acknowledge the vaccines don't really work. They don't do what you told us they were going to do. Yeah, I want people to pay for this. I want Nuremberg-style trials. I've said this literally I started stating the obvious uh, last uh, March of 2020. That's when I said you're being played. I've got the podcast. You can look it up. I said you're being played. I said this was all BS. I also said that the summer of 2020 was BS. I said that 2020 was 2020 because it was 2020 and Donald Trump was running for president. And I was right. I usually am. Not meaning to brag. It's just if you just do a little research, have a modicum of common sense and life experience, you'll figure this stuff out. This is Doug, uh, Senator Ron Johnson. He is asking doctors to become whistleblowers, to step forward because the CDC, the HHS, shut down doctors, fired them from their practices, fired nurses for not getting vaccines, fired people for uh, actually doing what doctors do, and that is diagnosing and treating illnesses with regard to COVID. The government said you have to maintain our party line or we'll ruin your career. And now it looks like Ron Johnson is looking for people to speak up because we're building a case, you see, 
to make people pay for what they did to you and the country. If you're a doctor and you are awakened to what's happened, if, if you know that it's wrong and it's not right, don't sit by the sidelines anymore. Don't let just Peter McCulloch and Dr. Malone and Pierre... In Corey other words, stop being abused. Corey and all, all these courageous doctors who have stepped forward to warn the public, they need help. Yeah, they do, because they had their careers ruined. We literally need thousands of doctors who are aware of the problem to join together, there is safety in numbers, and be honest and truthful with the American public. It's about time. If you are abused by this administration as a doctor, as a physician, if your ability to make decisions and treat patients was uh, restricted under threat of losing your career, you need to become a whistleblower. Because worse things will happen unless you do something about this. It's interesting. J.P. Sears is a really funny guy. Have you seen J.P. Sears? I love this guy. He's this uh, uh, political commentary guy. He's a, he's a, he's a comedian first. He's a, he's a satirist. And he's really freaking funny. Got long red hair, and you know, and he's he's a goofball. Um, he did a really interesting story this week, and I thought was wonderful because one of the great things about uh, good satire is that there is truth in it. You are telling the truth. This is why uh, Air America failed, because if you try to you know uh, be funny as a hardcore leftist, if you try to present a product that uh, is based on a lie, you go out of business. But here is uh, J.P. Sears. I don't know if you knew this, but one of the biggest causes of death in the United States is not uh, cancer. It's unknown. Listen to J.P. Sears. In Alberta, unknown cause of death is causing even more deaths than heart disease, strokes, and diabetes. This is in Canada alone, but it's also happening here. Combined. For a little more perspective, let's throw it over to a guy with an accent from our sister station in the UK. <laughs> the leading cause of death in Alberta is now, go on, take a guess, take a wild guess, cancer, heart disease, no. The leading cause of death is cause unknown. Known causes was the leading cause of death in Alberta last year. That category... And I guess we're cool with that then, that the leading cause of death is we don't know it's the way over dementia which has been in the top spot since 2016 you better hope you don't contract unknown cause of death because there's a lot of people dying from it yeah and you don't want to say what maybe unknown cause of death could be which of course uh, jp uh, hints at a couple of years ago unknown cause of death was unknown there were just a mere 500 or so uh, if you have a look at this uh, graphic of unknown causes. It's just weird since COVID that unknown cause of death has just been uh, gone through the ceiling. Look at that. 2019, there were just uh, 500 uh, unknown causes of death. Uh, now it's 3,362. The leading cause of death is unknown. How would you feel that if you're, uh, your great aunt, whatever, just died? Unknown. We don't know why. Let it go. Pass the potatoes. You're likely, you're more likely to die from an unknown cause in a first world society than anything else. It's weird that this happened in the same year or so that the government forced you to take the vaccine. A lot of unknown causes going around. Weird. What are the early symptoms? I don't know. The warning signs of unknown cause beats me. Nobody knows. That's why they call it unknown cause. What's causing all this unknown cause of death? 
<laughs> climate change? Oh, it could be. Transphobia? That could be that. Or could it be... No, it couldn't. We'll take it from here, buddy. As you saw... He almost said the C word. ...video clip. Compared to the number of deaths from unknown causes back in 2019 before the world changed... Weird. And thank you for all the improvements. How did the world change there, JP? Oh, don't say it. Shh. ...world order. There's now seven times more unknown cause of death deaths. And it would astonish you to find out how much we're not looking into what's causing the drastic rise of unknown cause of death. Well, that is just weird. And and, and JP's got another little piece here I'm going to share with you about athletes and how many athletes are dying of unknown causes in the prime of their life. We'll share that in a second. This is the Rob Carson Show. Biden's first year in office summed up in three words. Welcome back, Carter. That's not right. It's not fair to us. And honestly, it's not fair to the world. It's the Rob Carson Show. So a a 25-year-old Houston Astros outfielder, uh, Jordan Alvarez, left the game and was hospitalized during, uh, during a shortness of breath. He had shortness of breath. 25 years old, left uh, Friday 6-2, lost to the Atlanta Braves in the fifth inning. Sounded like a sportscaster there for a second. As 6-2, lost to the Atlanta Braves in the fifth inning uh, due to sudden illness and shortness of breath. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. And then they had the fireworks when they, you had a home run. That made it worse, apparently, like it was almost something in his lungs or something. Kind of weird. Here is a comedian... And political uh, satirist J.P. Sears talking about the unknown causes of death, which is one of the number one causes of death in America and in Canada, among other places. Reported that from March 2021 to March 2022, 769 athletes collapsed on the playing field from cardiac issues. Well, that's kind of weird. I mean, I don't think that happens every year. No, it doesn't. The average age of those athletes is 23. Kind of young for heart issues. Yeah, generally. Until now. It's just kind of the new normal at this stage. Let's take a closer look at how normal this is. Okay. As you can see, 500% more soccer players in Europe are dropping dead from heart attacks compared to one year ago. Well, that's because of all the greasy food over there. No, actually, not not at all. Why are all these young athletes dying from heart issues? Well... Here's UK football legend Matt Letizier with some perspective. The, the last year, it's just been unbelievable how many people, not just footballers, sports people in general, you know, about tennis players, about uh, cricketers, basketball players, just how many are just keeling over. Kind of weird. Kind of strange. And we have an American senator who's asking people in the medical profession to be whistleblowers. It's just, I don't know. And the CD says they need to completely overhaul everything because they really screwed up a lot of things during the pandemic. And uh, Anthony Fauci is going to officially retire in December. It's kind of like maybe something is coming out that we don't know about. I don't know. Uh, before I go, I want to I play this one more time. We haven't done this uh, enough today. We, we played it earlier. Uh, Brian Stelter, in case you didn't know, he, uh, he was forced from his uh, employment at CNN because his ratings were so terrible, and show, so was his show. And I, I've been getting a bunch of requests for our brand-new Brian Stelter song that we should play because Brian Stelter is no longer at CNN and, and uh, probably going to not be on television anytime soon. Out at CNN, media correspondent Brian Stelter to leave the network as it cancels his Sunday show. Jim Gaskin. Stelter's gone on CNN at finally dawn. 
All Humpty Dumpty ever did was lie. They canceled Brian's show, told him it was time to go. Good riddance, Brian Stelter, and goodbye. We're going to miss him. Nah, never mind. Brian's a lefty, and I don't mean maybe. When he got candy, cried just like a baby. Should have got that hairpiece. Reliable sources was a total joke. I guess you can't really cover up crap. Had no ratings cause it was so old. That smell. Stelter's gone and his show's no longer on. Pepe. Everything he told us was so wrong. <laughs> Run on Russia Gate. Hunter's laptop sealed his fate. Like Jeffrey Tubin, he held on too long. <laughs> if you want to hear that song and the rest of this show, the podcast is called the Rob Carson Show Podcast. This show, today's show, will be up later today. So go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for all the uh, platforms. Let's wrap things up in just a second. Take a break. Right back, guys. It's the Rob Carson Show. I can think of no better way to wrap up the show than with a little audio slave. <clears throat> That's uh, this man, in case you didn't know. It's a great song. My favorite song of my life. Show me how to live. Uh, guys, uh, if you get a chance to today, go to jobs.irs.gov. They're looking for 87,000 new agents, by the way, to go after little people. And what I would suggest is that you truthfully go to the IRS uh, website. You apply for the job of agent. You use uh, truthful information. And uh, literally keep them on the phone with people who would never go after people for, um, for uh, uh, you know, whatever tax... Uh, problem. Uh, flood the IRS with job applications through Jan uh, through November the 8th. Do that. Also, uh, vote in person in November. But uh, if you get a chance to apply for a job at IRS to uh, basically shut down their website today. Uh, this is the Rob Carson Show. God bless you guys. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I will see you then.